The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Kevin Herter to get it in. Everyone standing at State Farm Arena. Herter looks. Plays it into Trey. Two seconds, one. Trey Slaughter. Rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. You are now listening to the Hawks Beat Podcast with your host. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. It's your man Edub back again for another podcast. Um, about to start year nine, man. About to start year nine. About to reset the counter. And uh, this is actually we'll call this episode number one. We'll call this episode number one. Season nine, uh, media day has uh, came and went. I don't even know if that's correct grammar, but uh, media day <laughs> has gone by. Uh, training camp has officially started. Um, preseason is underway, and it's time to get rocking and rolling, folks. Time to get rocking and rolling. Um, I have a conversation with a buddy of mine, uh, Raphael Haynes, Mr. Controversy, who is the CEO of the uh, three-point conversion radio show here in Atlanta and uh, the broadcast on iHeartRadio. Um, had a conversation about Media Day. Um, had a conversation about where the Hawks might stand or where they might finish at the end of the year. Wanted to get his thoughts on that. Um, Raphael covers pretty much all sports, but he does cover the Hawks here in Atlanta locally as well. So um, definitely going to play that conversation for you um, in just a moment. Some news on the roster front. Um, the Hawks decided to part ways with Mo Harkless. So uh, <laughs> the Mo Harkless uh, era in Atlanta is unofficially, uh, you know, it is officially over. <laughs> the Hawks trade him and the second rounder pick to the Thunder for Vit, uh, I think it's Craigie, Craigie, C-R-E-J-C-I. I think it's Craigie. I could be wrong, but um, yeah, so... Basically, uh, it looks kind of like a money move uh, because as a result of this move, they get off Mo Harkless, I think, four plus million a year. 
and uh, they pick up Krejci's contract, which is non-guaranteed, and he'll pretty much just have to make the team from the training camp standpoint. So um, it seems kind of like a money move or whatever to get them underneath the uh, luxury tax. Um, the Hawks were like, I think, a million or two above their luxury catch, which is not really where you want to be. Um, if you're going to be in the tax, you're going to be in the tax. You know what I'm saying? Don't just go into the tax because of like a million dollars or two million dollars or whatever. But uh, it looks like he, uh, the Hawks are now underneath the cap where they don't have to pay the luxury tax. And Krejci will join the Hawks and he'll have a chance to make this team. I believe he'll have every... Um, opportunity. I believe he'll be treated fairly and uh, we'll see what he has, man. So um, we will see. We will see. Uh, Krejci is 6'8". Yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little pop to him. I didn't really know much about him to tell you the honest truth. Um, looked up some of his YouTube stuff and seems like a flexible guy who can, um, has a lot of skills as far as shooting, good passer, but I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen much of him play. I haven't seen much tape on him. So I don't want to give you a whole bunch of uh, what he is or what he isn't. So that is the news on the Hawks front. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, currently today is uh, September the 27th. So on Wednesday, September 28th, will be the Hawks open practice. It's just a chance for the Hawks, the guys, to get up and down, run up and down the court a little bit. Uh, for the fans to come out and see the guys a little bit. So I will be in the building covering that. And if you're there, come by and holler at me. I'll probably be sitting above 104 or 105, somewhere in that area. So um, I think that's about it. Before I get into this interview, make sure you're following us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. Subscribe to the pod. And uh, without any further ado, here's my interview with Mr. Raphael Haynes of the Three Point Conversion. What's going on, man? Did you miss me? <laughs> yeah, I was your eyes, bro. I had you. Hey, man, yeah. I was saying before uh, I hit the record button that uh, um, this was my first day, day I'd miss media day, and like this is coming my nice season nine years, man. So uh, we're going to get into, you know, some of the ins and outs, some of the players, but uh, just kind of give me the feel, man, the media day, uh, you were in the building and uh, it was at a new place, right? Yeah, it was at a new place. This apparently was the place where they do all of their like photo shoots and everything like video. So it, it was like a warehouse, but it had all of these different sections where they can do where they do photo shoots. I think they had like about four or five of them, you know, with the uh, green screen behind them and everything. So, yeah, it was uh, it was a lot going on. It was different from the past media day because usually, you know how it is, media day, you have each player, you know, they'll bring like sets of players, maybe four sets of players, and they'll have their own little table and you can just go to the table. But this year they didn't do it. This year uh, everybody went to the podium or the, you know, and or the microphone, one microphone at the podium and spoke. So it was different. It, it was still cool. It was, uh, it, it was good to see everybody. It was good to see media. It yeah. was good to see the players. The players look like, they look different from last year. I guess we'll get into that later on, but um, it, the vibe with the players, it was more, it was, it just, they just seemed more freer. It was just yeah. more free and, they were laughing and talking. I had caught a little footage of uh, Big O, you know, um, with 
with uh, Johnson. So that was, you know, that was cool to see um, see them talk, and they were talking about who's the tallest and things like that. And it, it was just fun. Like I said, it, it was cool. It was, you know, Jay, and I'm talking about Jalen. I'm sorry if y'all don't know. Yeah. Jalen Johnson, they were going back and forth laughing. They were talking to the media and, you know, who you think taller and all. It, it was, you know, it was a good time, man. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of uh, things like that happen that, you know, the, the typical fan doesn't get to see. And that's kind of the stuff that we're kind of privy to. This is kind of the, the privilege that you have when you cover certain sports teams. Um, yeah, man. So it, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. I tell you what, from a media standpoint, before we dive into the players, to see how this team is covered this year. Because, you know, last year, you know, Chris Kirshner, you know, he, he was the, the, the main beat writer for the Hawks, you know. Uh, I never had no problem with Chris, but some fans did. <laughs> uh, he was like the main beat writer. And, you know, the AJC has a new beat writer. So it's going to be interesting to see how they're covered this year. But I think it's going to be cool. You know, it gives more more of the guys who uh, have been chopping at the bit, you know, a little bit more access. Although Chris never really hogged, like, all the access. No. But, um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they do the media this year and how they – Players, so that's just kind of one nugget I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season yeah they uh the nba sent a, an email it was funny i was asking the pr guy um the head pr guy and you know what i'm talking about and yes. i'm back to him about will we be able to you know get locker access again and he was like man i don't know we're waiting on the nba to, you know it's a game with um with golden state they have to be in, in china or japan He's like, uh, next week, so we should hear something soon. Ten minutes later. It wouldn't even ten minutes later. Five minutes later, we get an email. Maybe they send the email out, and it said they're going to give locker room access again, but only to tier one tier one uh, media. So it was like, oh, Lord, here we go with this. And they, they, hey, they, that's the yeah. conversation we're going to have, have, have to have offline, but yeah. let <laughs> some of the players man you know media day is kind of like a you know I'm, media day is kind of just like a hey like a first day of school type thing right you don't really get any breaking news you don't get any really like big sound bites or nothing it's all kind of the same questions what did you work on what are you looking for this year uh what were some of your takeaways though from just talking to the guys was there any guy that you talked to that you were like oh okay like you know or was it kind of just kind of like business as usual just kind of like ho-hum you know what i mean to be honest, most of everyone was like that. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is, I don't know if you remember last year at Media Day, of course it was through Zoom, but last year before the season, remember they just went to the Eastern Conference Finals, so yeah. that whole mantra or that whole uh, you know, attitude was like, you know, we, we're here to prove everyone that that wasn't a fluke. <laughs> Which is cool. You you want to you want to hear that, but it still, in a sense, had a sort of cockiness to it, and it was like it was focused on the wrong thing in a sense. Because remember, Trey was talking about, you know, he, he really just want to fast forward to the playoffs, and you know, so yeah, that didn't sit well. <laughs> it, it didn't sit well. So this year, everyone was loose. Trey was loose. John is always loose, of course. Um, even DeAndre Hunter was loose, and to be honest. Probably who took the cake, who was the best person to talk to, was um, the um, 
Just a holiday. Okay. Is, is it just a holiday? Am I saying it? Yeah. Just, just, yeah. Just oh, a man. holiday. I remember when he came through the first time, man. Like I was covering them when he came through the first time, man. He's he's a pro's pro, man. He's a solid addition to this team. And uh I, I really like the addition of Holiday, man. You know, some folks aren't really too crazy about it, but you know, I think he's a cool dude, man. Yeah, his veteran his veteran um veteranship, I can say that, will um definitely help the Hawks. And he spoke about that, but the reason why I said he stood up because he had fun. And it's funny because you know how it is. Certain certain people Trey come up, trays up at the podium, everybody's asking questions, right? Then you yeah. have those players that, you know, uh, like Griffin, when Griffin came up, he didn't get too many questions. Then, you know, the guy that just basically just on a roster because they need roster spots right now, you know, just to fill the right. roster spots. And, you know, maybe two questions were asked to them. So, but when – and the Aaron Holiday, when Aaron got up there, maybe a few questions, that was it, like four questions. But when Justin got up there, you know, everybody was quiet. And then um, I got a shout-out. Shout-out to Jamila Johnson. Hawks fans, yeah. So she got up and she asked the first question about his hair, you know, just, you know, because he dyed his hair low. And he mm-hmm. sat braids, remember? And yeah. that opened up – man, that opened up like eight questions because he was so transparent. He laughed. He made everyone laugh. So from it went from everyone not really knowing what to ask to he got about 12, 13 questions just because of his attitude and how he carried himself. He was having fun. He was free. You know, yeah. I even asked about, you know, he talked about how he cut it because his daughter, his daughter told him to cut it. So I was like, hey, so after everybody asked a few questions, I asked, oh, so what did your daughter say about it? You never said it. He laughed. Oh, he went in the story with that. And then, you know, after that, we, you know, everyone started asking him serious questions. So it, it was good. I, to me, he set the tone to where it just felt like after that, everyone came up after him. They yeah. was ready to have fun. So that was cool. Let me tell you why I think that is important. Because last season, I was talking with Kirshner, uh courtside for the game. And I was like, Chris, like, you're closest to this team than anybody. Do you have a feel of the personality of this team? And he was like, honestly, no. He was like, I don't have to feel like the team's personality. And I think this team needs to develop a personality, an identity. You know, whatever it is, it needs to have one. Because I know last year, I don't, I don't, I can't think back to the year before last because my memory is kind of bad. But it, this team has been lacking a an identity. It's been lacking a personality. So hopefully, those veterans will be able to establish. Um, a personality that this team will hopefully take, take, you know, take charge of. I know Nate said something about uh, this year he wants to establish captains. And I thought that was very important because look, yes. man, like there needs to be some structure to this team. What were your thoughts on that about him, you know, establishing captains and this team developing an identity? Whatever. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to say that was great. Yeah. That stood out also. One thing what I liked about, uh, what Nate said, Nate came out and he talked about how his personal relationships with everyone. And I don't know if he did it purposely, but it just came out that way. Like, for instance, he talked about Trey Young, how he went to Oklahoma to visit Trey Young in the summer. Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. And they worked out and right. 
And then he talked about John Collins. I asked him about John Collins as far as, you know, how, how you know, what, what do you say to John Collins? Like knowing that this is his, you know, with the trade rumors and everything, you know, and honestly, I asked him about everyone. I said, you know, trade, you got to think about trade and DeJounte are trying to prove that they can play with each other. They're trying to learn it, learn each other and say, hey, we can play with each other. Then you have DeAndre Hunter, who is on a contract year, in a contract year. So, you know, he's playing for something. And then, of course, John with all of the trade rumors and everything. So I asked him, I said, so how do you manage all of that? Or have you been in a situation like this before? He talked about um, his situation. He talked about when he talked to John, he said, I sat John down. I told him, hey, you're going to hear a lot about this. And he told a story where, you know, he almost got traded in when he was lied to to the team and it was real funny but the fact that he sat down and talked to John and basically instilled confidence in him like look I'm behind you don't worry about that you don't have to worry about anything like that he said hey they're going to talk management will talk about you that's they talk about everything you can't control that just play do what you can control I got you I'm here for you so to see that like you stated for him to have you know give out captains um, or say that he's going to name captains for the team, it really put an identity for this team because now whoever the captains are, that's who the team is going to follow. So it's very interesting to see who will be named the captains. Well, I mean, you can pretty much <laughs> pretty much be assured John's going to be one of them because he's always been like right. Like- He's all he's all he's been the like the de facto captain for the past two or three seasons, you know. But you know, it's gonna be interesting to see the maturation again of Trey Young because you know, folks forget he's still a young guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he puts up crazy numbers, but he's still technically still learning this game, you know, learning the NBA, which is a crazy thing to say because last year he led the led the league in points and assists. Like there's still an idea that he might actually get better. <laughs> Which is yeah, crazy. he made he made that known too. Uh, yeah. Just real quick, he made that known that he did lead the league in points also. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like you know, now you know you have some new pieces and you have a new team, and I mean, you you've you've covered this team for a few years now. You understand every year, every team is different. Every year, every team has a different personality. And that's even if you bring back 90% of the team in which the Hawks have done, you know, it was some, it was some changes mainly on, you know, the, uh, the bench. And of course you bring in a guy like Murray, who's a, who's a big change, but um, this team is going to have a different personality because of last season. Uh, if you're a fan, the hope is that they have a little bitter taste in their mouth, the way they went out. And maybe that encourages them. But the East is going to be a monster this year, man. It is going to be a monster. Uh, yeah. I want I wanted to ask you about DeJounte, man. What were your thoughts on DeJounte? Um, real smooth guy, man. I, I, I watched all the interviews. Uh, shout out to Jamila, man. She puts all the interviews on her YouTube page. So I did catch up on all the interviews, even though I wasn't there. But uh, he just seems like a real cool cat, man. I can't wait to, you know, chop it up with him and, uh, you know, hear, hear, see what he brings to Atlanta. Yeah, he seems older than what he is. Absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> somebody raised him right. You, you could tell yeah. that. And I actually told him that. I was like, hey, man, when you walk past, hey, yo, I love the way you conduct yourself in your interviews. He's like, oh, man, I really appreciate that. Uh, for, uh, for I appreciate you because that's, that's vital right now in these type of, you know, the day in the NBA today, you know. But um, 
like you said, he was real cool. He was real smooth, real just nonchalant. He gets to the point. He's um, it, what I, the thing that stood out to me was first he said he, you know, he's not here to take anyone's job or take control of anybody's team. This is Trey's team. He understands that, and that's what he wants to do is work with Trey. You know, we would be a tandem, be a combo. And then someone asked about him being the uh, the noise. And, and they weren't necessarily just saying, like, you know, hey, the, the question or the noise around town is, can you all play together? And it wasn't coming from the, the reporter, but he was just saying, this is what everyone is saying. You know, two ball-dominant guys playing with each other. And he was like, well, first of all, we led in this. We both averaged almost nine assists. So why would we why wouldn't we be able to play with each other, share the ball? Then he was like, and you know, the ball dominant is not ball dominant when you passing the ball. That's not ball dominant. He's like, so all we're gonna be here doing is playing with each other, working. That's why we worked out, you know, in off season. As a matter of fact, um Trey talked about how he invited, he asked DeJounte to come work out with him. And DeJounte was like, hey, let's do it. And this was early in the summer. They worked out in Atlanta. So to hear him talk team, to hear him talk um, unity, and I, to me that was more so the talk was they were glad they was going to um, Abu Dhabi to play because the fact that they're going to be able to bond. They, like they're going for a week. They only have two games, but they're going for a week purposely to bond. And he talked about that. He asked him about that. He said, yeah. I think that we're going to, you know, that's a great way to bond, get better with this team, you know, get uh, more acquainted with this team. <clears throat> Not just on the court, but it's off the court. So he's focused. He's ready to go. He seems like he's buying into the team aspect. Not saying he's never been that in San Antonio. We don't know because we're not in San Antonio. But it's good to see when you get a superstar, the most coveted guy in free agency besides, or, you know, during that time besides Kevin Durant, you know, saying that he wanted to get traded. Everybody wanted a piece of DeJounte, and the Hawks got him. And for him to buy into to what the Hawks are selling is lovely. You hear him say, we, we. I, I asked him about the, uh, him playing in front of the stars. Like, you know, I, it was different from San Antonio, but, you know, you're going to have the entertainers, rappers, comedians, actors, all of that. You know, they're going to be there. He's like, you know, it's great. He's like, yeah, that's a great feeling that they're coming to watch. He's like, but Honestly, when a game starts, I don't know who's at the game because I'm yeah. so focused. So I, I thought that was good. So, yeah, like I said, he, he's ready to go, and he's, he's buying into whatever Nate and everyone else from the Hawks is selling. Yeah. It's always good, you know, once well, – media day is always kind of like the class picture, right? Everyone yep. takes these cool pictures. They do the promo. They say the right things. And so um, we won't fully know what this team is until they face some bit of adversity. Um, as we transition to, like, what this team may possibly be. Uh, we all know about Trey. We know about DeJounte. Um, let me ask you, like, what do you think – like, who do you think the X factor is for this team this year? Like, who is the X factor? We know what Trey is going to bring DeJounte, all those guys. But in your opinion, who is the X factor? Maybe a starter, maybe a guy off the bench. Who do you think is the X factor for this team? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> I uh, it could be many. Um, 
So if I if I can, I'll tell I'll give two people who I'll give you two who can. I'll tell you the person who's will. So first, DeAndre definitely could be an X factor just because of what he possessed as far as his game, defensively, offensively. But what we saw in him last year in the playoffs, mm-hmm. if he could bring that mentality, you don't have to score 25 a game. The Hawks don't need you to score. They don't need you to score 20 a game. But if you can score a consistent 17 points a game and do it consistently and still play defense, that is perfect. That's what they need you for. Also, I think um, – He got to stay in that court, though. Yeah, and, and you gotta be happy too. <laughs> he got to He got to give you sixty-five that's, that's games at least right. this year on the minimum. He's, I right. said he's got to give you at least sixty-five games. That's the biggest. Onyeka, for Onyeka to come in and get better, like they want him to shoot a little bit more. He, he kept talking about that. Yeah, I can shoot. I, you know, I know I can shoot. But for him to just grow, get better defensively, understand the game more, um, to be more in sync. With the team and what's going on, I'm not saying he, he was he wasn't the same, but just to be more—that's keyword more—to uh, be able to come off the bench and give the Hawks that energy that usually bench players don't give. He he's a big factor, but I think the main X factor—we all know who it is, who it should be—is John, is JC. Absolutely. If JC gave us what he gave gave us. What was it maybe two years ago, two or three years ago, three years ago when he was twenty and ten? If he get if he can get close to that, it's gonna be hard to stop stop the Hawks because you have someone who can score without saying, "Hey, give me the ball." But his energy is, is infectious, you know the way he communicates with his teammates. If John steps up and plays gets close to what he played three years ago, or if he's just consistent in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think that right there, that's going to set the tone for the Hawks. Because that's what they need. We, we know what Trey's going to do. We pretty much have an idea what DeJounte's going to do. You know Clinton's going to give 12, 13 points, 12 rebounds a game, you know, block shots or ultra shots. Um, like you said, if DeAndre can stay healthy, cool. Yaka's going to give energy, play hard. We know that Bogey's going to shoot. You know what Bogey could do. But if John can be consistent in a good way, that, yeah, that's... I think John. I think John. I mean, and all these guys, of course, health is a big issue. But the Hawks have had health issues, man. You know, John hasn't, you know, John has had some health issues. DeAndre hasn't stayed on the court. Um, this is the first offseason. Onyeka has had a full offseason. So we're looking to see some good things from him. So health is, I mean, probably the story. It's going to be the story of the East. Like, who's ever healthy is probably going to come out of the East. Um, just taking at all of these teams, you know, you have, I, 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 I kind of put the, the East in the tiers. Uh, you know, you got Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. I got kind of those as my top tier, tier, top tier teams. Uh, I mean, you got Miami, you know, Brooklyn. We have no idea where Brooklyn's going to be. Uh, you got Cleveland has got, you know, the Mitchell kid. Um, where do you see the Hawks sliding into all of these, you know, this new look Eastern Conference with 
I don't. It starts to be. It's starting to be star studded now. You know what I mean? Yeah, John coming over from San Antonio. Mitchell's coming over from Salt Lake. You know what I mean? Uh, Boston on re up. Milwaukee re up. I mean, uh, where do you see the Hawks sliding in in this Eastern Conference? They can be. I can see them that tier fifth, sixth seed. I, I I think I like Cleveland what they've done, but I just think Hawks want to play more as a unit than Cleveland will. And the question is going to be with Cleveland is how how well will um, Donovan play? You know, if, if Donovan Mitchell could come in and he erases what he did in Utah, erases that type of style. What I mean by that is that's ball dominant. You know, th- that might not work in Cleveland because that's not how Cleveland played. Mm-hmm. So if he can adjust, that's remain, that that'll be um, you know to be remain to be seen. You know to see that, see if he adjusts. But if he doesn't adjust, and hey, if he does adjust, okay, they, they might look scary. But we have to see. But I think Boston might slide down after this <laughs> this situation <laughs> going on. Where do I want to coach? Yeah, no. man. Like coaching, coaching matters in the NBA. You know. Uh, I think it matters, but at the end of the day, you still got a bevy of talent. I mean, <laughs> I always think coaching matters, and, and, and the perspective for coaching matters, I always go back to Scott Brooks. Like, Scott Brooks was a terrible coach, but at right. the end of the day, he had Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. So, right. coaching does indeed matter, but at the end of the day, you need players. Well, well, Boston has a bunch of players, you know? I'll just, I'll just say this, and I'm not trying to get into that situation. I just know what I've been hearing that that situation is, you know, every day you hear more and more, but it affected more than just upper management. It affected players too. So I'm just wondering where everyone's headspace is going to be. Yeah. That's the only thing. And like I said, their best assistant coach, he's coaching the Utah Jazz right now. Absolutely. So they're going to have Jalen Brown out there drawing plays on the day. <laughs> drawing plays on the sideline. No, Jason Tatum going to be this year. They're going to be figuring something out. Figure it out, man. Not, not Jalen. They're they going to have um, Al calling plays. Al Horford. Al done seen enough. He done been around enough yep. a long time. I can see him yep. being a player coach. He'd be like, all right, guys, I'm in. <laughs> but, but when you think about it, for everyone – for everyone else besides Brooklyn, I mean, I, Brooklyn, Philly, who else? We got, we say Boston, and um, I'm missing one more team in the East. Miami. Cleveland. Besides, besides those five teams, and not even besides, really, but just let's take those five teams, right? We say, okay, no, they're going to be top five. Everyone else, who's played longer together? Who's core played longer together? It's the Hawks. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting because everybody's incorporating new pieces. Like everybody's incorporating new pieces. Yeah. In Boston, except for Milwaukee, uh, Philly, you know, they're bringing in, you know, tough defensive guys like your boy from Miami, PJ Tucker. You don't really have to acclimate him to anything. Even Brooklyn, even Brooklyn is is acclimating new guys because we haven't seen Ben Simmons play in this year. The Hawks are acclimating 
DeJounte, the uh the Cavs are acclimating uh, Donovan. So everybody has new pieces, and it's just a matter of who can gel the quickest and who can stay the healthiest. I do think the Hawks are near the top of that second tier of teams that go from like anywhere from like five to nine. <laughs> like, right. you know, they're all kind of in the same boat, you know, and, and who's ever the healthiest, whoever can stay, you know, uh, together and be win cohesively. I think that's going to be the team that gets the five or six team, five or six seed. The team that may struggle with injuries, they'll probably be seven or eight. And who's ever left over be in play in. Hey, and, and we can also say this. Everyone got better, right? But it, it all comes down to if, it, like you said, if they can jail. And what I mean by that is with Cleveland, they probably needed more scoring. So you go get a Mitchell. That worked out. Uh, Boston, I think, believe it or not, they needed more scoring. They got Brockton. The Hawks needed more defensive players. That's what they got with Aaron Holiday and DeJounte, even Justin. So it depends on, like you said, who jails the most. Not even the fastest, but who jails the most. Who can stay healthy. But it's just interesting that everyone got better in areas that they were lacking in. Yeah. So it's just because we knew the Hawks to score. We all know that. But defensively, no. But ever since needed the number two like i saw like i saw a uh something came up with my facebook memories of, of, of i think it was last year me and you were on with uh me and you were on with uh our boy uh uh tate we was on with tate yeah yeah yeah. Okay, yeah and we was talking we're like and and the question came up to both of us like do the hawks need a number two and both of us was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And as much as we love John, like John ain't never been no number two because they don't run no offense through John. Now you have right. a bona fide on number two. So the heat is going to be on Nate. The heat is going to be on all of those guys to produce now because now you have a solid number two and it could even be a quasi number one if Trey has an off night, which he probably will have, you know. But, but, but the they bonus- don't want to go down like they did in the playoffs where Trey was out of bullets. Uh, DeAndre was cooking, but DeAndre ain't really cooked like that all season, you know? So you need something right. that's settled and more set. And the bonus with DeJounte is, of course, he plays defense and he plays offense, but you get a number two. But it's just not a number two as in a number two score. You get a score. You get someone right. who can get assists. You get someone who, who get rebounds. So and he's smart. So it's like, and again, I love Donovan Mitchell. Uh, that's my guy. But you get Donovan Mitchell, you get a, a score. You get a number one guy to score. But and Brogdon, he can play defense and he can score. But with DeJounte, you're getting someone who can score, but just as well get assists better than the guy almost or just as good as the guy that you have already. Yeah. So it's, it's a... And it, then, should be, it should make for like a fun brand of back. And to be right. honest with you, 
Last year was a fun brand of basketball. I ain't gonna lie to you; them games is fun watching. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, they were they were exciting. <laughs> they were exciting. A lot of ball movement, and you know those guys playing together. And you know if you're, I, I mean, I'm a basketball purist. I love to see the game played the right way and played with fun and with energy. And that's what Trey loves to do. You know he likes to go out there and have fun. And Dejounte's the same way. And you know John's always putting on a highlight. You know. And so it, it should be a fun brand of basketball, but you don't got to sell that to Hawks fans because they're passionate. They're going to be there regardless. Right. And and then remember, Trey is going to play off the ball. That's what he talked about. That's what he said he wanted to do. That's why that's why uh, Nate went up there and they worked out together, worked yeah. about worked on playing off the ball. And Trey said, he's like, look, y'all got to understand, I had to learn how to play point guard coming into college. Playing off the ball and scoring was the first thing I did. He was like, so I learned how to play point guard. He was like, so he was like, man, I just just thinking about they having a, um they doing a pick and roll or coming off a pick, and then maybe Trey's man have to come from the you know on, from the wing. He said my man have to come from the wing and make sure he guard that pick and roll. You know, protect that side. And then he gonna have me open. He was like, I, I can't wait. So, yeah, it's going to be fun. I can't wait to see. Um, I know how I mean, uh, tomorrow they have open practice. Um, I plan to be there. Check that out. Um, training camp is going on. They have a game in uh, in Dubai. And then uh, on the 14th, they have a game in Birmingham. I might be at that game as well. Still waiting to see. But uh, season's around the corner, man. Season's around the corner. I'm excited. I can't wait. And uh, we're going to be talking house pass. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I can't wait either. Uh, you know, I, I just wonder, again, like you said, if everything goes well as far as injuries and everything, which Hawks team? That was the question. Which Hawks team will we see? And Nate said it. He's like, honestly, that's the question. Yeah. That's the question. That's, yeah. that's what I want to know. And I'm looking to see what kind of team this is going to be when it's faced with adversity, you know, and that's that's what I'm interested in seeing. So all of these things will be will be answered once the season starts very shortly uh, next month. And uh, we're looking forward to it, man. But I appreciate you coming on and giving us the insights on what media day looked like, chopping it up. It's a little bit of, of the Hawks preview. Uh, you know how we do, man. I, I'll definitely get you on again and, uh, you know, all that jazz. But let the folks know where they can find the three-point conversion on Saturday mornings. Yes, sir. You can, uh, if you're in Atlanta, definitely go to 1100 AM, WWE. We will be broadcasting live at three-point conversion, sports lounge from 10 to 12. Also, you can't catch it on radio. You can always go to threepointconversion.com. We'll be streaming live. We're streaming live on the Three Point Conversion Facebook page. Also, you can go ahead and go to iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio and look for 1100 WWE. But if you can't catch it live, just go to iHeart and go to the Three Point Conversion Radio page. We have a page on there, and uh, we have a station, and you can catch the podcast or you know the play the playback on there. So um, yeah, man, we we. And also, three-pointconversion.com, you know, and the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. We have updates, um, interviews. We have um, 
exclusive content, pressers, you know, not even just for the Hawks, just for NBA as well. So uh, all of the NBA, NFL, and everybody. So, um, yeah, and I, I'm glad you had me on, man. This was fun. Yeah, no doubt, man. So, folks, check out Raphael. And so he, they, they, they cover the whole gamut of sports, you know. So if your sports not get a two-point conversion, show them some love, and uh, they won't do you wrong, man. But as my guy, man, I appreciate you. And uh, we'll wrap, man. We'll wrap. And definitely, you gonna be at the uh, the car uh, what? No, I won't be at the open run, but I'll be more than likely I'll be at the practice. So I'll get some content from the early practice at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. But I'll I'll send someone else. We, the three point conversion will be there. I just won't be there. Bet bet. Well, we appreciate you for coming through, brother. Thanks for the insight, and uh, we'll talk offline, man. All right, thanks. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.